I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. Be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, now we can all catch our breaths. Bucks fans, was that better for you? You wanted something close? You wanted something tight? Maybe a little bit tighter and closer than we'd all like as my blood pressure's high. I don't know about anybody else. Bucks survive in D.C. tonight. Best way to put it, 137-134. A duel again between Chris Middleton and Bradley Beal for the second time. The Bucks get the W at the end of the day. Bradley Beal, tremendous tonight, though. Chris Middleton has a 40 spot, 15 of 28, battled with himself in that late fourth quarter into overtime, missed six straight jumpers, and then finished with the Bucks' final nine points. And it came after the Bucks went down by their largest deficit of the night, a four-point lead was had by Washington at 132-128 with about two minutes left in overtime. Middleton scores the final nine for the Bucks, Two trips to the foul line and a couple of huge shots. And one other that just about brought Rui Hachimura to his knees. And thank goodness for Robin Lopez putting Rui Hachimura on his knees towards the end of regulation at the Cup. Otherwise, we would have been talking about a regulation loss. Bucks. Led by 20 in this game, had to take it to OT. But you're going to have those days. Mama said there'd be a few more of them. Uh, We've seen far less nights like this one tonight than we have in the blowout variety. I don't know about you all, Bucks fans, but I'll take the 12-point victories more times than this one because uh, I'm still catching my breath after the Bucks survive in the nation's capital tonight, 137-134 in overtime. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. 
driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On nights like tonight, we get to be joined by the Hall of Famer Sidney Moncrief, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Check out their new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles off I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive, MercedesOfMilwaukeeNorth.com, and we'll bring him in on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, the Hall of Famer Sidney Moncrief. Sidney, they said the Bucks are going to need to uh, be tested later into the year. Well, they sure got all they could handle from Bradley Beal and the Wizards late in that one tonight. They really did. You have to give Washington credit the way that Bill played. But what really impressed me the most is the defense that Bledsoe and George Hill played on Bill in that overtime. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge key because Washington did not have any other players that could really score the basketball. Bill was it. That was the only option. The way they denied him the basketball – forced him to play in a crowd, created some turnovers. When he got a shot, Bill, he was so fatigued from working so hard against the defense, he couldn't make the shots. I was so st- – go ahead, Sidney. Sorry, I was so I, stunned he was able to break away from George Hill and get that last one to the cup because he was just in his face the whole time. Yes, he got it in the cup. He got it under duress and not didn't really get fouled. And that's a good example. Maybe in the fourth quarter, he makes the same play and gets a three-point play because he would normally make the layup he worked so hard to get to the basket that he he could make the layup the ball came short we follow him but still that could have possibly been a three-point play had the bucks not played such great defense on him in the fourth quarter and and the great defense it was a huge defensive play by the man subbing in for his brother in the starting lineup robin lopez descended to overtime as uh, it looked like bradley beal was going to do the unselfish thing sydney find a man wide open under the under the hoop and robin lopez just gave rui hachimura a uh, welcome to the nba moment as he thought he was going to get a game winner there at the cup robin played solid the entire game he made three point shots he blocked block shots he protected the paint well and that particular play i thought bradley bill would have been better off taking the shot yep rule of thumb if it's less than five six seconds on the shot clock end of the game you want to probably take the shot as opposed to passing the basketball putting that player in a position to have to make a difficult shot under the bucket but give robin lopez credit he was in the right place he made a tremendous block did not foul and put the game into overtime. Well, you're the Hall of Famer. I'm glad you said it, not me. Sydney. I don't know how he passes in that situation. I know you want to be the good teammate and find somebody with maybe a better look, but there was a, a moment in time during this game where Bradley Beal could not miss as long as he was within the area code. Beal, he reminded me of when I coached with the Bucks and Washington, they were the team that I would scout. I was responsible for setting up the defense for our players against Bradley Beal. And he would run that pick and roll because he's 6'5". He handles handles the ball well. He can shoot a three-pointer. He can shoot two dribbles in the paint, pull up. He can drive the basketball. He's just a nightmare of a player to guard, especially in the pick and roll game. Joining us right now on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show, Bucks survive in overtime tonight, 137-134 in the nation's capital at Sidney Moncrief. 
number four hangs in the rafters at Pfizer Forum, which had a sellout audience in front of it and a uh, record-breaking off uh, audience on Saturday night when the Bucks got a big win against Philadelphia. And we talked, Sydney after the game in Detroit. That was going to be a physical contest. Tomorrow night will be uh, none different when the Bucks get to go and take on the Toronto Raptors, the team that knocked them out and won four straight against them last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. When you go back into a game like that with an opponent that you know so well, I know the two clubs are different, but how much angst is this club going to feel tomorrow night going into that Toronto game? It's hard to say, Bill, because here's what happens. You play, you play an overtime game, and the rule of thumb, conventional thought process would be fatigue. Yet Giannis only plays 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Littleton has high minutes at 41. Bledsoe not high minutes at 33. Matthew at 24. So you go down this list of players, George Hill 24. No one really except Middleton played heavy, heavy minutes, which means they should be in a position to play their best players for a pretty good amount of time against an extremely good team. Only up by seven games. I know that sounds like a lot, but that's not double digits. This is a full game. This counts as a full game. You could be, you could be up only by six games. If you go in and trip, uh, and it's hard to say how players are going to react to playing overtime, traveling back to Toronto, sure. getting in late. I used to predict those type of things when I coached, but I can't anymore. <laughs> 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 when you think they're going to play bad, they play well. When you think they're going to play well, they play bad. So, so we'll just have to see which which uh, Bucks team shows up, which I think would be the best team tomorrow night. And it's always tough, Sydney, and when you and I talk about this, there's there's a, a variation between clubs in the NBA, right? This was one that you were looking at the schedule. You see the back-to-back against Toronto tomorrow night, national televised game tomorrow night, Washington not in the playoff picture at the moment, but they're still in that in-the-hunt category as they trail by a couple of games that eight-seed this is one of those games that could have had trap written all over it and the Bucks get up 20 and then allow a team back into it. Being able to fight back out of this one, what kind of character building can that be for a group in a difficult stretch, but still with 25 to play now going into the NBA playoffs? Bill, you made an excellent point. Anytime you play back-to-back and you play a weaker team on the front end of a back-to-back and a strong team on the back end, the must-win the must-win game is actually the first game. Right. As you, much as the second yep, game. No doubt about it. you got to get one of the two. got to get one of the two, and you want to get, the, obviously, the win with the weaker team. And I think tonight I was a little concerned about Chris Middleton at the beginning of overtime because I think he had about three jump shots that he missed. And I'm like, well, this is the time for him to step up and mm-hmm. be the hero. Yep. And then he did exactly that down the stretch. So that's going to carry over for him. He's a great player, but it still will carry over for him. I think the defensive intensity for the Bucks will carry over until tomorrow's ball game. And I think Giannis, since he only had, what, 20, uh, 25 minutes and fouled out, he's going to be very hungry tomorrow night. But for the people that have not watched Toronto play this year, this is a well, I'm talking about Toronto, is a very well put together team, and they play some outstanding basketball. It's going to be a, a great matchup tomorrow night. They play some really good team basketball. You're right. And, and everything feels 
uh, set in its place, and everybody knows their role, and, and when you can excel that way with a team that, that knows how to win, it can be dangerous. This is a group that won 15 straight just a couple of weeks ago, and, and Sydney, you mentioned that seven-game number that you lead the second-place team Toronto Raptors by. They were only able to gain a game in a 15-game winning streak because of how good this Bucks team's been. Chris Middleton scores the final nine in overtime tonight. You mentioned it. He missed like three straight jump shots there early in the overtime. He missed six straight field goals in there, got himself to the foul line, saw a couple go through the net, and then you see the next one on the very next possession go and you could tell that he wasn't going to give up the basketball in the next possession. He was going to take that thing when Shabazz Napier kind of stumbled to his heels and Chris just hit a cold-blooded triple from the top of the key, Sydney, there with about a minute and a half left in overtime, give the Bucks a lead again. That showed a lot about Chris Middleton, his confidence, his ability to forget that shot you just missed and take advantage of the opportunity. Again, you're making some really good points, Bill, tonight. I know you do that all the time, but to see a ball go through the foul, I'm sorry, see the ball go through the basket by getting yourself to the line was huge because I really thought he charged. I thought he, he, he drove the ball just hard yep. enough that he, he was saying, I'm going to get to this foul line. <laughs> and the officials rewarded him for being very aggressive. And the fact that he saw two go in, and then from there, the tough three-point shot that he had the shot initially. and But he realized, hey, I have a guy four inches shorter on me. I can just take this shot. That was a crazy shot to me. I watched him shoot the ball mm-hmm. more like a set shot. You know, he doesn't shoot set shots very much. He shot a set shot just about over the defender and made a three-point shot. He, he just played very well. The thing that concerns me, towards the end of the game, he was grabbing his shorts a lot. Yes. He had played 41 minutes. Mm-hmm. He had scored 40 points. That's a lot of work he put in tonight. And let's hope he can just get his, his uh, win back and his legs back for tomorrow night. We were looking at it earlier today. Sidney Moncrief joining us here for just a couple of more minutes here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Sidney, we had a conversation about it earlier today on uh, the big show, the afternoon show that I do. And on Saturday night in the 76er game, they put up the graphic. Chris Middleton, the only players uh, to have averaging over 20 points a game and shooting 50%, 40%, and 90. Man, Larry Bird, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and uh, um, Dirk Nowitzki was the other one of the four. And you immediately go into, well, is he that good? Is he as good as those guys were? Those guys are champions. But that moment, those pivotal points when... Giannis is on the bench. It was Chris Middleton's chance to prove that he is that type of an upper echelon scorer. For you as a Hall of Fame player and and being in those moments, being in those games, what kind of confidence does that give to the rest of the club? Or do they even have to look for more confidence in what 22 can do? Yeah, I I don't think it really matters. Uh, Obviously, the people you mentioned, that's that's like the, the Mount Rushmore of NBA basketball. Yeah, but Chris Middleton. The more I watch him play, I'm probably going to agree with John, John, more, and you more than I did last time I was on the show. That he's top 15, top 20 in the NBA right now, based on how he's playing basketball. And when you're in that zone, and when you're playing well, and you have those type of numbers, those type of percentages, you're out there just we like to you out there just balling out. <laughs> you just balling. You're relaxed. You're having fun. Every shot looks like a good shot for you. 
and you are playing on a totally different level at this point. That's that's what Chris Middleton is doing. And he's able to do it, Sydney, by playing under 30 minutes a night. Now, he stretched it out, as you said, and uh, he worked tonight with the 41 minutes, but, I mean, Larry Bird was playing like 40 minutes a night back with you guys in the 80s. You were making everybody work. There was no team clinching a playoff spot, what, on February 23rd, back when uh, the in the 80s Eastern mm-hmm. Conference? You no, guys were battling no. all the way through. Right, right, but, you know, that's... I wouldn't even – that's a different level of player. The guys you mentioned, as good as Chris Milton is, not, I'm not hating. That's just mm-hmm. a totally different level of basketball player. But he doesn't really have to be at that level to be as productive as, he, as we've seen him. He's a good player in his own right. Sydney, it's going to be a great game tomorrow night. Can't wait for it, Bucks and Raptors, as we get the second of four meetings between the two teams that played six times, sadly 4-2 in favor of Toronto last year for the right to play for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. We'll do it tomorrow night on the postgame. Appreciate the time tonight, Sydney. Looking forward to it, Bill. Talk to you later. Thanks, Sydney. That's Sydney Moncrief joining us again on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves with GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Sydney Moncrief once again joins us courtesy of Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Check out the new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles off of I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive online, MercedesOfMilwaukeeNorth.com. Chris Middleton tonight was able to close the game when the Bucks needed him to. Does that help you get more confidence into him doing it into May and, Ju- and June? Maybe. But for the Bucks tonight, this was a test that a lot of people felt they needed. They went on the road, and they battled with a team that, yes, was a, a lesser opponent. Yes, is not in the playoff picture tonight, but got up early, got up often, and then had to take it back with their star on the bench unavailable as Giannis falls out with just 25 minutes tonight. The Bucks end up winning it, though, in overtime, 137-134. Chris Middleton scores the final nine points for the Bucks in the overtime after missing six straight field goals. Finishes up and cleans it up for the Bucks. We'll hear from Cash next. It's the Big and Save Probes postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Sam Schmitz is here as well inside the Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. Your calls, your reaction to a huge Bucks win and another 40 spot from Chris Middleton next on The Fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Robin Lopez absolutely shuts down Hashimura. Rui Hashimura had no chance at the cup. Robin Lopez kind of just sunned him on that one. Big and save probes post-game show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Bucks get a win on the road. Hard fought to say the least as they outlast the Washington Wizards tonight. 137-134. My name is Bill Schmidt. Appreciate you being here. This is the Big and Save Probes post-game show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. 40 from Chris Middleton on 15 of it, 28 from the floor. 2 of 8 from 3. 
eight of eight from the foul line. Just talked to Sidney Moncrief, and he agreed with me. I thought going to the foul line, a part of the final nine points that Chris Middleton scored, the final nine points the Bucks were able to put up. Going to the foul line there was huge for Middleton after the Bucks go down four, 132-128, penetrate the lane, get yourself a look, and also get yourself two opportunities to see the ball go through the net. He had missed his last six straight shots. I mean, we're going to go through the game here and especially focus uh, towards the tail end of the game. But when they had that, when Beal hits the three to go up four, a lot of teams right there say, okay, hold on. Now we're now we're panicking a little bit. And for Marcus Johnson on the broadcast, he pointed out right away, no, just go get yourself a look. Get yourself a good look at the cup. And the best way to do that is be stationary, get a chance to dribble the ball three or four times, and put up an easy shot towards the cup, see it go through the net, and then Middleton was off and running. Earlier in the game, he made his first nine of his first 14 from the floor. So he was shooting the ball well early, and I tweeted out in the middle of the third quarter, he's putting on some shakes for some people too. I mean, it wasn't like Chris Middleton was just going up, coming off screens and, and finding open looks. He was creating some looks for himself, big-time turnaround moves, and then just started to go silent towards the end of the game. And as I said there, missed his lat, missed six straight at one point, and then was able to close the deal for the Bucks in a 137-134 victory. Chris Middleton, along with Eric Bledsoe, coming up here on the fan momentarily. But first, 414-799-1250. Let's go out to Anaheim and talk to Vincent. Vincent is up on the 105.7 FM, the fan. Vincent, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Man, see, this is one of the crazy games, man, that, you know, Chris Middleton, he did what, you know, y'all want him to do, man. I keep hearing him in the day. Step up, step up when Giannis is not there. Yeah, you know what he did, man? He got that Kobe, you know, that Mamba mentality, man. He missed those six shots, but he's still, he's still confident enough to keep shooting. You know what I mean? Maybe because he might be the only one out there, but you number two guy. Your number one is down. You keep making those shots. But why would you have to do that to my Washington Bullets like that, man? I'm a Washington fan because of Jordan back in the day. And y'all, the man, I thought you were a Raptors fan. Man, I love the Raptors because of Vince Carter. I'm a Laker fan because, you know, that's where I grew up. My memories of my, you know, my pops and everybody watching the game. And then I love the Wizards because I was like, man, everybody got the, the Jordan Bulls jersey. But I, I, I won't get a Jordan Wizards jersey, and I'm just going to stick with the, the Washington Okay, well, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you, Vincent. Hey. When you when you look back at those Jordan years with the Wizards, <laughs> I equated it last uh, many times to, like, the old dude at the Y who goes and starts hooping but, like, has to make sure that he brings both knee braces. He's got both ankles taped up that he does before he goes out there. He's got two shooting sleeves on, each with the padded elbow because he knows he doesn't want to take one down to the humorous. And he was he was broke at the end, but it was fun to see him in that goal. You, you look back at the memories and you say, man, that guy, he got good memories, so it's all good. I'll give him a shot. But, hey, remember, you got to put some respect on my Raptors name. We world champion. Toronto Raptors. Remember that coming. You're going to come to our house, and uh, hopefully Giannis ain't hungry. Hopefully, you know, that concerns me, but I think my Raptors are going to get it done. And like, like you said, man, my Raptors won 15 straight, and we still only took six games behind you. 15 time, straight, man, and game one game, Vincent. Like, that's, know, that's one of the craziest stats I've ever heard in all of sports. Maybe, maybe these teams that are not in the playoffs might pick you guys off, but this, this game right here just showed you guys, you know, even about Giannis, Middleton stepped up, so you know the Middleton haters out there got to kind of fight down. 
for tonight, at least. They might say it's a fluke, but nah, he stepped up, man. He did that Mamba mentality, R.P. Kobe, and all that, man. But world champion rapper is going to get it done tomorrow night. How is the uh, <laughs> how is the area out in California after the uh, <laughs> memorial today? I think it's good, man. It's still, still people mourning. There's you know, a lot of murals coming up, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it trips me out, man. It, you know, Kobe off and on, because I, I live in Orange County, and Kobe lived around in Newport Beach, the richer part of Orange County. And I heard stories, you know, I heard stories that, you know, he's, uh, people that you might not be friends with, he was friends with. He was going to some, uh, you know, people who worked in the facilities, you know, going to their birthday parties. Going to, It's pretty trippy. You always get that mixed bag. But over here in California, I think this is it. You know, now the Lakers got to do it for Kobe, so I think the pressure's on them. But, uh, you know, we lost, we lost a superstar, man. So it's like, I think the equivalent maybe is where a far pass. So that would hurt me more, too, because I'm a Packers fan. So something like that. Imagine that. Yeah, you know? sure. No doubt yeah, about it. So, no doubt about so, it. You know, it's all good, man. We, you know, the healing process is there. And mm-hmm. Let's see if the Lakers can hold up that champion. Sorry, Bucks. Sorry, Bucks. It's, it's Lakers time. <laughs> well, we'll be talking after the game tomorrow night. I know Vincent, he's a Raptor fan hanging out there in Anaheim, California. Appreciate it. At seven nine nine twelve fifty, listening on the free radio dot com app, you can locally at one zero five seven FM and twelve fifty AM. The the closeout for the Bucks tonight. Uh, he brought up the conversation with Kobe Bryant. The last time uh, two players head to head each scored fifty in the same game was Bradley Beal and Chris Middleton. The last time the Wizards and Bucks met up, that was. I believe two days after the passing of Kobe Bryant, Chris Middleton talked about channeling his mama mentality going into that one. That was a Tuesday night after the incident happened on Saturday, on Sunday. The last time it had happened before that, Kobe Bryant was one of the two to score 50. Tonight, just continuing to bring in those, um, tonight was the last time Bradley Beal scored 53 last night, scores 55 today. Last time a player has done that in back-to-back games, Kobe Bryant in 2007. And just some some staggering numbers to see. But yeah, the uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant, they memorialized earlier today out at Staples Center, and uh, players continuing to try to honor him in the best way they can, and that's by absolutely balling out. Bucks get the win tonight, 41 minutes played from Chris Middleton, and he closed the game on his own 9-0 run, and the Bucks win in overtime, a game that they led by 20 at one point tonight over the Washington Wizards, not the bullets anymore. Mike's on the south side. He's up at 799-1250. Mike, good hearing from you today. Hey, Billy. I ain't forget about those brownies. Don't worry, they're coming. Well, don't worry about it, man. After a game like tonight, Chris Middleton deserves them, I think, more well, than the Wendy's Big coming. Show. Don't worry, I got it held up. Uh, you know, I was looking, like you said, Chris Middleton, I was looking when it's on his back, and I was like, Oh, he missed all those shots. And I was like, hang in there. And he did. Shooter. Mm-hmm. Shooter, sure. And uh, you got to give the credit to the bench, too. Lopez, Dante. I don't know. This is like a broken record with me. And uh, they missed, like, uh, Connington for maybe the game ender when they shot that one down under the basket. Just missed him. Yeah. Mike, it was one of the better designed inbounds plays I've oh. seen. It, George Hill was just too close to the cup. Otherwise, I mean, he was wide open. Oh, they'll hit that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, tomorrow it's going to be a hell of a ride. Toronto, you know, it might be a preview of playoffs. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it, Mike. Call anytime at 799-1250. First time the Bucks will go back to Toronto since losing Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. 
I still remember what I was doing for Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I was in uh, Chicago in between multiple weddings I had last year, Labor, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and sitting at some random hotel bar watching the game. I was just meeting my girl, my new girlfriend at the time now. I mean, longer-term girlfriend at this point. But sitting there with a bunch of family that I had never met before in my life. Right, so I'm sitting there, and and Bucks fans can can resonate with this in one of the most stressful moments as a Bucks fan that I can remember. Watching them continue just to disintegrate the lead that they had going into the fourth quarter, and as Toronto continues the run, and the sinking feeling with about 45 seconds to go, as Kawhi Leonard goes to the foul line, I think up seven at that point. I just had to walk out. Just walked out. So, to be completely honest with you, I will raise my hand firmly in air. I have not watched a full Toronto Raptors game at Scotiabank Arena since. I haven't. I really honestly haven't watched the Raptors play at home much because every time you look at it, you're like, man, I still have the thought of that game six. And also, too, to be completely honest with you, game three. I mean, like, if that one sticks in your craw more, I completely understand. Very similar to how the 14-inning game still sticks in my teeth. And and I remember that one, I think, even more than Game 7 of the 18 NLCS. Because, I mean, Game 7 was over at Jump Street. Yelich hits the homer, and it was the only time the Brewers led in the game. The Bucks at least had lead in that game last year, and it just continues to dwindle away. So tomorrow, I think we'll have a lot of emotions for the team. And if you don't believe so or don't buy into that, I, I just I just firmly disagree. I mean, these guys are human beings either way. So to go back into a place where you lost a game like that, it has to mean something. Sidney Moncrief, though, had a really good point. Maybe it's better you're coming off a back-to-back. Maybe it's better you're coming off a game you play into overtime. Middleton plays 41. I don't exactly expect how many he's going to play tomorrow night. But it's not like Chris Middleton's going to take the night off. Bucks want this game tomorrow night. Don't kid yourself. Justin's in North Carolina in D.C. tonight. Took in that battle. Justin, you were treated for your road trip, man. Man, what a hell of a game, man. That was Jesus crazy. Christ. Yeah, that was that was, was a crazy game. Yeah, we uh, a couple different you know breaks the other way, and we're going home upset with that, man. Uh, hey, real quick, man, that dude that calls in all the time from California that calls our post-game show, Jesus Christ, I saw him on the screen there. He can never take an L because he had, there's what, 32 teams in the NBA? He likes 30 and a half of them? Yeah, I think he, I think he just about likes every single team. The The only reason we got along uh, Vincent and us on the Brewer postgame show, Justin, was because uh, he he didn't like the Dodgers, so it, it worked out go. pretty well. Well, he got one positive thing going for his life. <laughs> He's got one good thing going. Yeah, that's true. Shade intended. Um, but yeah, man, back to the Bucks. Back to the Bucks and the Wizards, man. Bradley Bill's a hell of a ball player, man. And some of those shots that he was hitting, highly contested. I really want to uh, commend Eric Bledsoe. I mean, I know he had some of his, as we always call him, baby touches. Eric Bledsoe plays, but he played some hell of a defense in that fourth quarter. I'm yeah, talking did. about back grade school ball denial. You got that one kid killing your grade school, mm-hmm. and you're going to make sure someone else beats you. And you know, Napier had a good game, too. I didn't even know he, that cat was still in the NBA anymore, baby. Tosh, Jesus. Uh, but 
you know, I think it's good. I think it's a good win, uh, provided that we didn't have Brook, we didn't have Corver. Uh, this team is deep, man, and we're scary because we took a punch like – Get, we're like the Packers used to be out on that 15-1 team, right, where we're no longer, we're, we're taking a shot from the team, the best shot they can have. Yeah. And we withstood it tonight. And we were up 20, and we gave away some leads. I thought a little bit uh, from where I sat, a little bogus foul calls on Giannis, man. Like, the NBA has to do something with A couple that, on, on Wagner were just ridiculous. I mean, that dude, just incredible acting tonight. And Marcus Johnson said on the broadcast, just I know you didn't hear it, he's going to have a couple of different letters in his in – his, uh, locker tomorrow because he's going to have to get a couple of letters coming up from the league. There were some intensive flops in that run. Well, I, and they got upset at me because I kept every time he took do anything, I call him a bum because he is a bum. And that, I well, he went to that, Michigan. What else do you expect? Yeah, he, I don't think he's good enough to play on a Capital City Go-Go or G League team, but this <laughs> this stuff, man, if he can flop like that at the end with that alleged elbow, for be honest. Now, if you're going to call flagrant fouls and all this stuff, that should be an instant technical foul. I agree, man. That to be completely honest with you, I thought the the flagrant was was the more obscene call. I don't know where else you're supposed to wrap up. They were talking about it on the broadcast, and, and I agreed with Jim, saying it's more clear path than anything, but you're always taught if somebody's going to get a free layup, you wrap up the arms, don't let the, get, the shot get up. I mean, it wasn't like he was around the, the over the shoulders. He had elbow pretty much on each side. And didn't take a shot at the head or anything no. like that. But that, that guy... See, this is why he's a bum, because instead of going, like, if Giannis or one of our guys gets a brick, even if it's Robin Lopez, he's not looking back to see how he can draw a foul. He's going to slam the ball, and let's go play defense. Uh, just a complete bum move, but, you know, hats off to Bradley Beal and the Shabazz Napier. They really impressed me tonight. Uh, good young basketball team. Uh, I think they're a piece or two away of uh, becoming a good team. Um, you know, wouldn't mind seeing them in the – Eight versus one matchup because that give me an excuse to come up to DC again. Sure. And maybe Tosh, you're rocking and rolling and killing it. So I'll listen to you, man. You know, just keep it up and hopefully I get a chance to call you after we uh, beat the Raptors and send Drake crying. No doubt about it. We'll talk tomorrow night, Justin. Appreciate it. And in this game tomorrow night, Bucks fans, I don't know where your heads are at. Tomorrow night means something to me, just simply as a Bucks fan. Whether it means a lot to the opponent, whether it means a lot to this team, whether they're going to take any more stock, any more credence into it, that's fine. But as a as a Bucks fan, after remembering the sour, sour taste in my mouth after the game last year, where the Bucks should have advanced to the NBA Finals, yeah, this thing's going to have some juice coming up here tomorrow night. Injury report brought to you by the McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, your back in back and in work injury attorneys. The Bucks were without Brooke Lopez tonight, nursing a sore back. Also, Kyle Corver uh, did not make the trip, so he will also miss tomorrow night's game against the Raptors. No status update on whether Brooke Lopez will play or not. Maybe we get one from Mike Budenholzer. The head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks is on next. This is the Big and Safe Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Back after this on The Fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, Go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Middleton. Napier went down. Yeah, he sure did. Middleton at three. Yeah, he went down all right. 
Chris Middleton called for a moment. Shooter shoot. He lights it up late. 135, 132. Boy, these fans have been treated tonight. That's for sure, Marcus Johnson. Fans at the Capital One Arena were treated to an absolute battle tonight. Bucks squeak one out in the nation's capital against the Washington Wizards tonight, 137-134 in OT. It took an extra period as Washington scored 41 in the fourth to tie it up, but uh, could have made it 43 if it wasn't for the magic eraser of Rolo, not Brolo. Take you back through some of the highlights here tonight. Started up quickly as uh, Giannis only played 25 minutes after he fouled out, but had himself a little bit of a night and had himself a little highlight with Bledsoe early. That pass intended for Beal. Up, down. Bledsoe out of the combo. A handshake as they come up the court. Well, it's transition basketball off the steal. You got three Washington Wizards barely getting across half court. In a different type of game, 25 minutes, 8 of 12, though, from the floor, 6 of 8 from the foul line. Giannis was good tonight, just got himself into foul trouble, did turn the ball over, though, 8 times tonight in his 25 minutes before he fouls out into the fourth quarter, but he was continuing in tonight's drive of the game by wrench and go. A couple of these in the next few days. Giannis inside. Talk about Toronto waiting on Milwaukee. Mahimi waiting on Giannis. Giannis had to go creative on him to get that little backhand flip to fall. Beautiful move. Yeah, Giannis was just continuing to move around the cup and make it difficult on every, seemingly every single defender tonight for Washington had to put themselves in the place. And Giannis was just going at the cup early that the drive of the game tonight with wrench and go if you need auto parts go to wrench and go they are your opportunity a self-service auto yard with a great selection for you to take advantage once again wrench and go into the later parts of the first quarter Giannis with a fadeaway jumper one that he says he's going to make a few of these in the playoffs Giannis in the post backing in Hashimura spin two there's that uh Mid-range game that we talked about in the open. Giannis is going to focus on from here on out. Love to see him shoot seven to ten of those shots a game. And Giannis said that he was going to need a couple of those just the other night if he wants to be able to win in the playoffs. I was talking with Carl, and uh, he told me that, you know, shoot the ball a little bit higher on those shots. That's why they were going in, and uh, I told him, like, I got to knock down two or three of those shots in the playoffs to make my life easier. Uh, I mean, when you guys were in Indiana and playing games, uh, I was back here working on that. That's something that I wanted to uh, add to my game. And uh, as I said, I got 20 more, 26 more games and uh, I want to shoot that shot more. I want to be comfortable with that shot. There's going to be nights that I'm going to make them. There's going to be nights that I'm not going to make them. And uh, But at the end of the day, I got to be comfortable shooting that shot. And he does need to be able to knock down that shot with some ease, but also with some attitude and also a little bit of confidence. And this guy always has confidence when he walks in the room. Cue the music for our guy, Matt Velasquez. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800.
This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the Fan. Matt Velasquez joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, live from the nation's capital after a classic Bucks and Wizards and uh, Beal v. Middleton. Part two. This one uh, in favor, I guess, points-wise, maybe, Matt, to Beal, but ultimately the decision goes to Middleton as he scores the final nine for the Bucks in closing it out into the overtime period. After missing six straight, what a bounce back from Chris Middleton there in the overtime to close it out. Yeah, that was a, a pretty great performance by him, obviously. Uh, he had to dig deep. This is the first time he's played more than 40 minutes in a game, in a regular season game since Bud uh, took over as a head coach. It's definitely not uh, Bud's M.O., that's for sure, to play guys over 40 minutes. But, you know, Chris you know, was able to shake off that little slump he went through late in the fourth and into overtime and, uh, you know, knock down some shots, knock down some free throws late, uh, come through in the clutch. Beal was incredible, um, just absolutely went supernova in the fourth quarter. Uh, and beyond, um, he's he's astounding. Um, you know, it, it went from a game that looked like it was going to be, you know, just another runaway Bucks win. They played slot the first half, still up by 10, got it lead up to 20. And it's like, okay, here we go. Uh, but you know, give the Wizards credit; they didn't say die. You know, they had just lost two games to a couple bad teams, and I think they wanted to show a little pride, and, and they definitely did that tonight. But Middleton was great. Uh, Rolo had a, an incredible uh, clutch block. Uh, Bledsoe was. You know, really, really good uh, t- down the stretch. Had a, a critical three in overtime and made the free throws in regulation to to tie it. And, uh, yeah, just a, a really good win for the Bucks, a team that doesn't have to play these close games very often. Matt, you talked about the block by Robin Lopez at the cup of uh, Rui Hachi and uh, Moore. That was just nuts going up. And in a moment when we talked to Sidney Moncrief just before uh, you got on, he said, I was stunned that... Beal gave up the pass. I was too, but I mean, you look at it, it was probably the right decision. Tough though when you're as hot as Bradley Beal was to defer to a rookie. I mean, it was definitely the right play. Right. I mean, Hachimura was open. It, it looked like he had a layup, you know, and, and the Bucks were going to be taken out of the net, calling timeout, and uh, trying to try to tie it or win it at the other end. Um, but that's just. You know, a great play by Rolo. I know that Middleton mentioned that he probably did something wrong on that defensive uh, possession, you know, that he shouldn't have done, which left Rolo in a position where he needed to, um, you know, clean up the mess. And he absolutely did that, saved the game. I know talking to George Hill after the game, he said that was probably the play of the game to him, um, you know, because you don't get Middleton scoring the last nine of the game if if Robin Lopez doesn't come through with that block. Um, just just a, a critical play for somebody who uh, – you know, obviously he's filling in for his brother who was out tonight with back soreness. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's why you have him. You you want to be able to have a, a quality veteran backup uh, at every position, but you know, especially at center, because you know he has been in games like that, in positions like that, and he was able to come through tonight. Matt, do you buy into the fact that the Bucks need games like this to be fully ready for playoff basketball? Uh, I I think it it helps on some level. I think being able to get you know reps with their, um, you know, kind of crunch time plays with high-level defense on the road, um, you know. Or they, I mean, the Wizards aren't generally high-level defense, but, like, when you guys are really amping it up, that's, that's what I'm referring to. Um, you know, guys are amping things up on defense. And, you know, to, to be able to have a, a play like, you know, Bud drew up that last play with the second left, 
it, it was drawn up, I think, perfectly. It's a set to the yeah, Bucks no a million times, and they and they almost always get it to Middleton. And this time they drew it up to get it to Pat Connaughton, and, and George Hill was saying, um, you know, that he thought he had Connaughton. It's just that Mo Wagner was, uh, I think it was Mo Wagner who was defending the inbound. He was doing a really good job of defending it, and so Hill tried to get it out as fast as he could to make sure it got past Wagner and, and up to uh, Pat Connaughton, and maybe he put a little bit too much heat on it, and that's what made it so that Pat couldn't catch it. But if that, if that pass is on point, uh, that's definitely you mm. know, a, a layup or an alley-oop dunk. And this game's over in regulation. So being able to you know, get a chance to, to practice that kind of play live, uh, maybe they're able to use that again, uh, you know, a couple months from now. Maybe teams aren't expecting it because it didn't work. You know, you're not going to go back and watch that, that film, or maybe no one expect it. Maybe teams will be selling out on Middleton. He's having a good game, and it's a close game late. Um, but if you can use a play like that again and you have the reps, maybe, George, you can use this experience sure. to, to get that pass exactly where it needs to go. Matt Velasquez is joining us for just a couple of more minutes live from D.C. after the Bucks hold on to take out the Washington Wizards 137-134, first leg of a back-to-back. Overshadowed by the 40 points for Middleton and how good he was in the overtime is going to be Eric Bledsoe. Not only the 23-7-11 and shooting, team now 15-0 and when he shoots over 50% from three, but defensively, him and George Hill into the overtime were just locking up. Bradley Beal and, and face guarding like an old box in one. The the intensity of them being able to try to keep the ball away from Beal late was huge. Yeah, and, and even then, you know, Beal was still getting buckets at times. Nuts. And it, it wasn't for lack of defense. It was just because he was that good. And it was it was really fun to watch him just kind of go off. And, you know, he had this crowd going nuts. Um, it was interesting because early in the game, it seemed like there were a ton of Bucks fans here. And they were really loud. And then... You know the people who stuck around. There were a lot of a lot of hometown fans here. Uh, he got them going. He was he was revving them up, and uh, he was great. But yeah, you know George Hill, and Eric Bledsoe did a really uh, the best they could given the situation. Um, you know he came up with some some bigger plays late. Um, I know there was a turnover uh, by Beal that I think led to the the three by Middleton in overtime. Um, you know which George Hill being right up on Beal is what caused. That turnover, even if it wasn't, you know, deflected or stolen or anything like that by by George, you know, it, it was definitely his pressure to help make that happen. Matt, I I know you're a journalist. You've been doing this for a while, but you just mentioned it. It was fun to be able to watch Bradley Beal go off. Do you ever have a, like a sinking moment where you just sit there and go, "Man, I get to be courtside, and this dude is just lighting it absolutely up from all over on the floor." It's usually not till later, only because at the time I'm like, ah, what am I going to write? How am I going to write this? <laughs> I have a sure. deadline. Rewriting everything. Yeah, my deadline is usually like right when the game ends. That's, that's the only way to get it into the paper because our, our print deadline is really early. So I'm usually just freaking out like, oh, I have no idea how to encapsulate this game in real time in a way that I don't have to just totally rewrite it. And it's, it's just a mess. Uh, but uh, looking back, it's like, man, like that, that was fun. And it, it, it is good to, you know, have games like that. And, you know, sometimes you wish you were here and you didn't have to write about it. You just like enjoy it. But sure. You know, that, that's, that, that's not the job. Like that's literally not the job. Yeah. No doubt about so, it. I, I feel the same way when everyone goes, Hey man, you want to go uh, wreck a 12 pack and, and watch the bucks win? I'm like, I, yes, but no, I get to talk to Matt Velasquez after the game. So I'll, I'll sit on the case, and we'll finish it after the after the game. Uh, Matt, when you're sitting here tomorrow night, Bucks and Raptors. We'll talk after this one from Toronto. 
what was the mood and the sentiment going into this week, knowing this is the first time the group's going to be back at Scotiabank since uh, Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year? You know, we really haven't had a chance to talk about it all that much. Uh, just with probably a good having thing. The, uh, yeah, just having the, the Sixers game, you know, the focus is on that. Uh, then they didn't you know, have any availability, any availability, any practice yesterday, no shoot-around today. Um, and then obviously the game the way it was tonight. We're not talking about tomorrow yet. We're talking about tonight. Um, though I did uh, catch up with Giannis after the game, uh, and I kind of, among the things I asked him, I just said, hey, how do you, how do you take tonight? Obviously, he was frustrated by the fouls and, you know, not being able to play as much as he normally would and having to watch the last half of regular overtime from the bench. Um, I said, how do, you, how do you take this and turn this into fuel? And he was like, how long have you been around us? And I was like, eh, like, you know, three years full time, you know, six years in general or whatever. He's like, no, how long? And I was like, well, since your rookie year, I've been here since you've been here. He's like, so what am I going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm like, oh, well, you'll probably turn it up. He goes, he goes, yeah. He's like, you know, that's, you know, that's usually what happens. That's what I do. You know, so, I th- so I think he's locked in uh, to, uh, you know, to tomorrow's game. Uh, you know, he does not like to have games like this where he is, he's frustrated and, and kind of taken out of his rhythm and, you know, obviously taken out of the game by the fouls. And I think he uh, he's dead set on uh, turning all of that frustration uh, toward the Raptors and taking it out on them. So we'll see if he's able to uh, to succeed in that goal. Uh, you know, as he intimated, he usually is successful in that in that aim. Uh, yeah, or as he has been in the past. So we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night in Toronto. Matt, appreciate it. It's going to be an awesome one. Can't wait for it and can't wait to talk after the game with you right here on this same postgame show. Looking forward to it, man. Safe travels up north. All right, fantastic. We'll talk to you tomorrow. There he is. That's Matt Velasquez joining us from the nation's capital today, live here on the Pick and Safe Pro postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz in Milwaukee North. MVB of tonight's game, brought to you by Chevrolet. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or online at WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Tough for me to completely overlook what Eric Bledsoe did because defensively he was outstanding, but there's really nobody else it's going to tonight. 45-5, and five, that all comes from Chris Middleton. He scores the final nine in the overtime, and the Bucks win in overtime tonight against Washington, 137-134. This team clinched a playoff berth by the Wizards, losing on the road against Chicago last night. The Bucks then hand them the same fate tonight in an absolute duel between Middleton and Beal. Beal scores 55 but catches an L, and the Bucks win by three. We're back after this here from the head coach, also Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe as we go inside the locker room next on the fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. X-Factor was the defense being played on Bradley Beal in the overtime, but goodness gracious, the guy was still outstanding. 55 on 19 of 33 shooting, 8 of 13 from beyond the arc, 9 of 10 from the foul line. Beal has 50 in back-to-back nights. First player to do that since the late, great Kobe Bryant did it in 2007 as they honor the Mamba earlier today out at Staples Center. Let's go inside the locker room. It's brought to you by the Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org. 
to see how your small business can be a part of it. A captivating performance tonight by Bledsoe and Middleton, and they sat down with Zora Stevenson after the game. Of course we have both of them here today. Bled, they call your friend Money Middleton, but what about what about Clutch Chris today in that overtime? Man, we wanted him to keep taking those shots. Um, he missing, he making, we gonna live with it. That's why he's an all-star, man. You know, I love it. That's my brother. Chris, you missed a couple to start overtime. What were you telling yourself to get back on track as your team needed you down the stretch? Stop missing the easy ones. My guys, they kept me uh, going, gave me confidence, kept feeding me, keep telling me to play. He made a big three that got us out of a bad rut, too. So, I mean, uh, tonight was big, especially with Giannis going out with the fouls. Blade, you always talk about taking what the defense gives you. How much more confidence do you have when they start to back up knowing you can knock down that shot? I'm going to play my game. I work hard, you know, during the summertime. That's shooting the ball, you know, uh, you know, comfortable. You know, I'm living with those shots, you know, um, make a miss. You know, my teammates want me shooting, so I'm going to continue to do that. Lastly, second overtime game of the season, probably not how you drew it up, but for a group that has some lofty goals, how important are scenarios like this? It's great. It's a great test. I mean, you got a guy that can score 50 on back-to-back nights and then come in on the road and, you know, go to overtime, lose our best players, still find a way to get stops and put it together and get a win. It's, it's huge. Thank you, guys. But anything uh, trash-talking you got to say? He, he had a good game. He I had a dunk, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't count. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Before we get to Coach Bud, guys, Pelo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin trying to simplify your life. If you haven't heard yet, the new Pelo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offer from last month's financing is throughout the entire month of February. You only got five more days, though. That's your choice of either 10-year, 2.99% APR financing, or 18 months of zero APR to approve credit. Also, if you're looking for a new career, if you've been an installer before of Windows and Doors, whether you live in Brookfield, Greenfield, especially in Madison, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin wants you to join the team. Why would you want to do that? Pella's a number one nationally recognized brand. They've been in business for over 100 years. They're going to offer premium pay, some of the highest in the industry, and the best hands-on training you're going to get in the industry, bar none, working with project managers daily to ensure completion. Apply right now, PellaWI.com slash career opportunities. One more time, that's PellaWI.com slash career opportunities. Don't get waitlisted by slow-moving, cheapo, chucking a truck companies. Make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision today at PellaWI.com by scheduling your free in-home consultation or stop in. Brand new Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center in Brookfield. Tell them Billy Schmidt sent you when you make window replacement part of your 2020 vision. Coach Bud, his vision is solely on the NBA playoffs, but also a trip to Toronto after tonight's overtime. You know, it's good to find a way to win on the road and, um, you know, some... You know, it's tough. Uh, crowds get into it, and things kind of went against us for a while. And um, But, you know, to find a way to get a win, um, you know, Chris is obviously fabulous. But, you know, I think what Robin Lopez did tonight as a starter and the block shot to finish regulation, and then he scores the first basket out of, uh, you know, the overtime. So, um, you know, a lot of guys played well. So, and, you know, amazing uh, Bradley Beal to go for 50-plus again. Uh you know, for us to still find a way to beat them, um, it's a good win for us. What do you 
think about Chris staying at it in that overtime? He easily could have, like, put his head down and said, hey, my shot's not falling. But he kept going, and he scored the last nine points for the team. Yeah, when was his shot not falling out? I mean, he missed well, a couple, okay, but sorry, like he, he overtime, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. So you know, I mean, he's he's always going to shoot. He's he, you know, he's a he's a winner. He hits big shots. Um, I'm sure he felt a little bit. You know, he felt like he had a couple good looks that didn't go. And you know, he's the type of person that just wants it again. And um, you know, he delivered. This, I think this is the first time you've ever played in 40 minutes in a game. Uh, just what do you kind of think of his ability to carry the big offensive load he did tonight without Giannis and play 40 minutes and ultimately get the job done? Yeah, I mean, I, you know me, I'm never happy with somebody playing 40. But, you know, game went to overtime and we needed every bit of him. And, um, you know, he has a pace and a rhythm to his game. Um, where it feels like he can take that. Um, you know, so we're fortunate. You know, it's... it's uh, you know, we got to get on a plane and get him ready to go tomorrow. Hopefully, he won't have to play 40 tomorrow. And it's going to be a huge game tomorrow night. Bucks and Raptors take a look towards that one next with a little eye on the enemy. It's the Big and Safe Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the... Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Tomorrow night, the enemy is the Toronto Raptors. 6.30 tip-off. First time the Bucks are back at Scotiabank Arena since Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals one year ago. Bucks and Raptors. A little eye on the enemy before tomorrow night's tilt. Pascal Siakam has just become an even better player than he was last year. Started all 46 games, averaging just under 35 minutes a night. Averaging just under 24 points a game. Go along with seven and a half boards, three and a half assists, a steal, and a block a night. Kyle Lowry up in his average along with Fred Van Vliet. Lowry averaging over 19. Van Vliet 17 and a half points a game. You'll see Serge Ibaka again averaging his 60, 16 a night. Mark Gasol will get all of his run as well at playing just over about 27 minutes a game. Pat McCaw off the bench. The names are all pretty much the same. You're going to see your boy Norm Powell, right? Bucks fans are all excited to see Norm Powell again. This is going to be one of those nights that I don't know about other Bucks fans. I still have had this one penciled in on my calendar since I saw the schedule. This was going to be the first time you go back there. TNT broadcast, 6.30 tip-off tomorrow night. I'm watching Kawhi Leonard right now with the... L.A. Clippers just cooking the Grizzlies on national TV. Leonard early with six. They're up 18-4 to already. But the Bucks get a huge overtime win tonight. 137-134. Scores elsewhere across the association. 49-14-3 by my boy Joel Embiid tonight. 129-112. The Sixers beat the Atlanta Hawks. Heat. Well, they fell in overtime. Want to talk about the Bucks getting this win on the road? Miami Heat, they're in the top four in the Eastern Conference. They lose to the Cavs tonight, 125-119 in overtime in Cleveland. Magic on the road get a win over the Nets, 115-113. And the Rockets beat the Knicks by 11, 123-112 in H-Town. Two other games in progress right now. Mavs up 27 over the T-Wolves with two minutes left. 
Suns up eight over the Jazz in Utah. And like I said, Clippers all over the Grizzlies early that game on NBA TV. For Sam Schmitz on the other side, thank you to Sidney Moncrief and Matt Velasquez for joining us tonight. Chris Middleton goes off for 40, closes out on a 9-0 run, and the Bucks beat the Wizards. Now, it's a rematch with the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.